0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 13th episode of Tattoo Wealth. I'm your host, Colton Atherton, certified financial planner and owner of Out of the Office Planning. On this episode, I have a conversation with Blake Roberts. Blake's a self-taught tattoo artist with a studio art degree from Georgia State. Um, He's also one of the youngest shop owners or is the youngest shop owner sorry, in Atlanta um, with his shop, Cabin Studios. And Blake and I covered a lot in this episode. We talked about how he'd switched from accounting to an art degree and really kind of stumbled into tattooing, um, how instrumental his partner has been in his success and what it was like to start a shop without any guidance from other artists that had done it before um, and, and not really having that support system if you will. And I know I say this every time but I really enjoyed this conversation and I think you guys will too. But before we get into it, I just have Piper reading us a quick disclaimer. Hope you guys enjoy. Colton Etherton is a financial advisor and founder of Out of the Office Planning. A register investment advisor in Oregon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not advice. Talk to your advisor if you have any questions. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tattoo Wealth, Blake. Welcome, thank you. Appreciate you. When we connected through, is it Tatted? I think. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, Laura over there. Uh-huh. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of course, we want to get into your story and kind of how you started tattooing and, and got to the point where we're at today. Uh-huh. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you're youngest, one of the youngest shop owners? I actually the am area? the
1: youngest in the uh, city of Atlanta. So, youngest uh, tattoo okay. shop owner in the city of Atlanta right now. Yeah.
0: Awesome. That's pretty cool.
1: Uh-huh, yeah, it is. Uh,
0: yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, so, definitely want to get that right but before we do let's kind of rewind and talk about you know what was it that kind of got you into tattooing right what's your backstory how did you end up now the youngest shop owner in atlanta you know what was that what was that like
1: um so i started off at georgia state and i was an accountant major for whatever reason honestly (laughs) so i started off my freshman year as an accountant major in uh and I, and I had got tattooed like as soon as I graduated from high school so I went to college like brand new tattoos I had got like a, a half sleeve I was you know ready to show it off and uh, I, mm-hmm. I got into accounting and my brother he was at a different school at the time but he had switched over to art And he was telling me like man you know you, you need to switch over to art I don't think accounting is really your thing and I was just like ah you know I, I should but I was a little bit nervous so I switched over mm-hmm. my sophomore year at state to studio art. So okay. I got LinkedIn, you know, with a lot of people that were um doing art and stuff like that. And I started that some a little bit before my sophomore semester. So I started December and I started that sophomore semester in January. Mm-hmm. I did my first tattoo on okay. one of my um really close friends. We went to middle school together. And he was like, Yeah, man, just you know, I don't care, I got sticking folks, so just you know, tattoo whatever on me. So I tattooed him. And then I put it on, like, Instagram or Snapchat, whatever. It was, like, super popular at that time. And I got, like, a couple more people that, you know, hit me up. I did theirs for free. And it mm-hmm. kind of just went from there. My brother had, like, a small apprenticeship for maybe, like, a couple weeks. And he hated the, the shop. So he just taught me, mm-hmm. like, the stuff that uh, he had learned. And then we started learning together.
0: And then, you know, it went. From- okay. Yeah. Awesome. So so were you really into art or artistic growing up I mean before transitioning from accounting yeah to, to studio art at school or what
1: yeah so me and my brother we had like a apparel business sent from like middle school to all the way to that time so we were already like okay. drawing like our little designs and stuff like that and uh you know making like logos and like you know making t-shirts and i was painting and, and drawing and stuff at the same time i just was scared to you know go to college for for art because you
0: know, mm-hmm. I had nobody 'Cause everyone tells you it's a bad idea. Right, exactly.
1: So <laughs> I mean okay. it it was there, it just it took that leap of faith to switch over to an actual degree in it.
0: hmm Okay. Well, that's cool. You guys still doing the apparel business then or is that um, every like not, not as much because down.
1: tattooing is so busy, but we made some uh, shop merch that we're gonna be releasing pretty soon. So
0: Okay. Nice, nice. Um all right, so you got to the point, you just kind of stumbled into it, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Because you never really anticipated mm-hmm. um being a tattoo artist right, right? it just sounds like you someone had a, a machine and yeah it's like oh
1: that's i got one of the, give like go. the cheapest machines like from like amazon or like <laughs> probably ebay it was literally like i still have the machine like 20 it was like 25 dollars it was a terrible machine but i mean <laughs> it taught me how like how to tattoo cuz i started off like with like oranges and stuff like that like i had like literally i would go to the store and buy like Four or uh, five like big packs of oranges and would have a whole bunch of flash designs on there. So it'd be like roses, crosses. Then I started getting a little bit more complex. Like I'll freehand like an owl on there, and it would look terrible. But I mean, mm-hmm. it just helped me like like hold the machine and like build compositions and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's definitely um, unique story from the people I've talked to, and so no. No official apprenticeship. Your brother, mm-hmm. same way. It sounds like he just had a, a short one, maybe, and then yeah. bailed. Yeah, no, no, real. and so self-taught. Yeah,
1: it was. I wish I could have got an apprenticeship, but all the shops I went to, they were like, "Oh no, we're not accepting uh, apprentices right now." So I really just had to. I would. That's why I started getting tattoos so much. So I would find the artists mm-hmm. that I really liked that was in the city, city limits, and I'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go to this artist. I'm gonna watch how they set up. I'm gonna watch what ink they use. I'm gonna watch." everything what they're running their machine at and ask questions and that's honestly how like i kind of figured out like okay i need a tattoo like this or this is wrong and then you know and trial and error Mm -hmm. that and trial and error was the only way to like figure out stuff
0: okay yeah so you're kind of like uh unknowingly to them in a way paying for an apprenticeship if you will yeah right getting some some questions and forking out some money of course to get work done by them but using that to kind of Right, and they answer some questions. Right,
1: and they had to answer. I'll okay. be there for six to eight hours, so it's like <laughs> first hour they're probably this dude's annoying. In the second hour, they'll probably you know just tell me because they know they're gonna be here for another five six hours, so you gonna have to right. eventually cave in and answer those questions.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's it's pretty unique in taking that. I mean, a lot of everyone, most people in tattooing are determined, right? Mm-hmm. It's definitely something where you have to be, but. To kind of go past that apprenticeship thing, right? Because I feel like a lot of people might have just got stuck there, Mm -hmm. you know, invited their time and waited, and Mm -hmm. you know, been like, oh, fuck. Well, I'll just sit around. But to just figure out a way to make it work, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I knew I would do it.
1: So you know,
0: yeah, that's awesome. That's and it's interesting that you're that determined, and it was something really you just stumbled into. Yeah, you know, it's not like you're one of those kids where they were wanting to do it since they were super young, right? right. And then they're like, I'm going to be determined. I've had this on my radar for a decade or whatever. Right. But yeah, you were just like, hmm, shit, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I wanna literally, <laughs> get, literally get it done. that's how
1: it was. Like, I feel like I can do this and then, you know, start it up. Man.
0: Yeah. It went good. Awesome. So when you started up, where, I mean, where were you at first? Um, so where were you working out of? Like, what that what'd that look like? Literally, like, my parent. I was living at my parents' house still,
1: so... It was like a ranch house basically but it had a a access room at the top so you would go upstairs Mm -hmm. and it was like this pretty large room you know and we literally turned that into a studio and was tattooing out of that for a minute like you know having clients come over there it was my parents Mm -hmm. house so you know it was kind of awkward because my my parents would be in like the living room when people would come in and we have to take them upstairs but they would come upstairs Mm -hmm. and we had like art all over the walls and we collected pops and stuff. So, we had, like, pops all the way up to the ceiling.
0: I've, see, I've seen that. Yep, yeah. In collection. Yeah, uh-huh. that's awesome.
1: And then we had, like, our, uh, like, tattoo beds and everything, like, laid out there. So, it looked like a, a real tattoo shop when you walked in there. But we was in our parents' mm-hmm. house for a minute.
0: Yeah. Hey, whatever you got to do to make it work, right. right? Right. I mean, and it sounds like it it, it worked. Yeah. Um. So, were your... Your brother got into it first. I mean, was that something... That he'd anticipated doing as well, or did he kind of stumble into it he, just a little bit before you?
1: Yeah, he like literally went. did the same thing. So the plan was we we both wanted to start, like we both kind of got interested at the same time. But he was he's two years older than me. So he got into okay. it like six months before I did, and then he kind of stopped. You know, that's when he kind of had like that apprentice uh trial error thing. He kind of stopped mm-hmm. for a little bit, and then he started back again, like we started back like at the same time. We were just like learning together, so he's like, t- like we were using coils then. Like, er- I know everybody's on rotaries now, so he said, set- taught me how to like set up my machine, he taught me how to tune the machine, you know, how to put my needles in in the tubes and stuff like that, and what I should and should not be doing, how to set up like my gray wash and all that type of stuff. Like, pretty basic stuff. Like, it really wasn't no, you know, oh, this is how you pull a line, like all of that. We kind of had to learn together, you know, because mm-hmm. he didn't really get that far
0: into the apprenticeship either, right. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. So, obviously, it sounds like your parents were pretty supportive of the two of you. Yeah, they were. That, considering you were in their in their spot at
1: first. At first, you know, because my parents, they they were kind of um, they're old school. So tattooing mm-hmm. at that time was still like fairly new to them. So they were still trying to like kind of understand like what a profession in tattooing would look like because there were no tattoo artists around us, and not many people mm-hmm. in my in our family like really had. Or were heavily tattooed they had like little small like parlor tattoos that you would get when you're drunk stuff like that right But nothing <laughs> right. like real like any real work so they were yeah. like kind of like hesitant about it at first but when they seen like how like the traffic was people were coming in the house then they were like, okay this is actually legit like they can actually make a profession out of this right mm-hmm.
0: that's cool that's cool so they no real pushback in the beginning just more Hesitancy, yeah, like, I guess, if you will. they were
1: like, i like, sure, like, what is that going to look like on a, on a daily Like, how are you going to support yourself? Because you know, they mm-hmm. don't know anybody with tattoos. They're like, okay, if these people don't have tattoos, who's going to get them? Who's going to pay for that tattoo? You know, so
0: yeah, they just don't see it as as prevalent as I mean, especially now being in the industry, but right. yeah, right. okay. But they
1: definitely like caught on quick and was like, okay, you know, we, we love it now. You know, then they were super supportive about it since they were letting us you awesome. know, use the house.
0: Yeah. No, that's huge too. It, I think it's interesting because there are, I feel like most parents, I mean, they're, most parents are a little hesitant mm-hmm. right, when it comes to tattoos and their kids getting them. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know mine definitely were when I got my, my first one, when I got my back done when I was 19 or something, mm-hmm. uh, started, you know, and they were definitely not to not on board. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool that they caught on quick and were supportive and, um, so how long then from that point, being in your parents' house, did it take you to transition into your shop?
1: Um, so I started like in 2017 and I bought the shop in 2020. So it was about three okay. years. And then I took about six to eight months off when I was getting everything ready. I apologize. This, this is my dog, like, no, you're up good. on me and stuff. But it was like <laughs> like six to eight months I took off before buying the shop to kind of get like All like the paperwork together like to figure out the location Um, Mm -hmm. I had to design like the whole shop itself from like the booths to where the couch would be to literally everything so I could give it to like the contractor so he can come in and make it so all that stuff took like you know I started like January then I bought the shop in like July of 2020 so you know not a too bad a process to you know getting in the actual shop to build up and stuff like that So, I mean, only like three, three years, basically, you know, so not
0: not too long. Yeah, that's not bad to go from no tattoo experience to having the shop. And that's that's pretty quick time frame. Yeah,
1: exactly. Especially I had nobody like to kind of tell me like what to expect when opening the shop, because a lot of it was Mm -hmm. a really big um, learning curve because I didn't know like all the stuff that you had to do. You know, I wouldn't know. 'Cause every mm-hmm. every county, every state is probably a little bit different. So I know I'm in Fulton County, which is I'm in the city of Atlanta, so they're mm-hmm. are a bit strict with some of the stuff that they want. You know, they wanted a certain type of materials for for um curtains. They wanted certain stuff to be a certain feet from other things. So I kinda had to like map all that stuff out rather than I thought okay, I'm gonna just put some some booths in here. I'm gonna get my license uh renewed and everything and I'm gonna just open up. But it was mm-hmm. way much more to it than you know just
0: that yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. so i'm i'm curious did you go back to any of those artists that you'd got work done or you talked to like did you go back to them for some of these questions or help or i mean because normally you know most people they're in a shop or whatever they kind of have people to talk through some of this mm-hmm. whether they're an apprentice there or they're they're working in a shop but with you and your brother being both self-taught you know how did um did you connect with anyone else in the community, you know, going through that process or how, how did that work? Um, I don't, not that I could remember.
1: I probably asked for like advice on like marketing and stuff from some of the artists mm-hmm. I got tattooed by. But a lot of the artists that I were tattooed, that I was tattooed by, they, were, they weren't in shops as well. You know, so they were no kind of in the same boat as, as I was. I kind of, I would reach out to like maybe, uh. Shop owners that were, you know, really prominent in Georgia, like so like top tattoo artists like I know, like uh Russ from Ink and Dagger. I probably reached out mm-hmm. to him and, you know, try to get in contact with him about running a shop and stuff like that. uh But not the people that worked on me. They they really didn't have an idea as well. Like I said, every county was okay. a little bit different. So going from a county that's neighboring Fulton to Fulton County, like some of the rules are just like slightly different. The tests may be slightly different.
0: Mhm. Interesting. That ma- that makes sense though. Um but man that's yeah that's a big undertaking for for someone to to go from where you started to have to learn all this, not really have people there to ask questions. Mm-hmm. But you got it done. It's been working well, mm-hmm. it seems since since then and right. um it man, I, I don't think a lot of people would would do it to be honest. I mean that's kind of a scary venture, even for someone that had like support. And I obviously, I mean support is in like other artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Helping guide them. But you had to just totally go from nothing to you know, fuck it. I'm gonna do, it. figure it out. Like that's yeah. It
1: was I'm, that's pretty big. I'm glad I got a good partner because she was like on me about it because. I, she would be there like when I'd be making calls, like I would call probably like 15 or 20 like places that were vacant a day and they'd be like, oh, no, you know, we're not going to, you know, we, we don't want a tattoo artist here. I'm like, okay, cool. And she pushed me like, like one more call. She's like, just make this last call. Just make one more call. Mm-hmm. And that last call was like the shop that I'm that, that we're in right now. And, you know, luckily the yep. lady was like, okay, you know, we can meet up today. I was like, okay, cool. I was over there in like 15, 20 minutes, you know, looking nice. at the the location. I was like, okay, I'm I'm ready. What do I need to do? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely uh, good that I had her to kind of like push me a little bit more because I did want to like stop, you know, my search for a little bit and kind of like, okay, I'll just wait a few more months. Just like, nah, just go ahead and make that call and see what
0: happened. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a good route to, mm-hmm go for a bit here too is talking about how integral having a good partner can be Mm -hmm. to when when you're going through something that like that right right. i mean like on my end is the same way with starting my business and and then transitioning it to working with tattoo artists Mm -hmm. you know my wife was the same way where it's like you know there's days where i'm beating myself up or you know whatever it was and just getting that extra push you know instead of having that partner that could be like kind of shitting on you right. if, if you will you know yeah, yeah, but like definitely. goes the other way where it's like no you can you can do it just dust it off keep going yeah. um yeah so that's how so how long have you guys been together then because obviously that was before the shop started so it's been so yeah five we're
1: on our fifth year now so we met before okay. i started tattooing so we actually met at georgia state's orientation so before mm. we even started college that's how we met. Okay. we've been together ever since we graduated together everything nice yeah.
0: that's awesome what so now I'm curious, what did she what did she say when when you brought this tattooing idea to her, right? He was because
1: it, really the most supportive actually. So yeah, what what I did was when I first started, which was funny. I tell everybody this, is I was I, I, that's when I switched my art classes and everything. So with with my art classes, I was like, okay, since I'm gonna be tattooing, I want to only use pen because when I tattoo, I'm not gonna be able to erase. I don't want to use pencils. So I started drawing with all pen, and every single day she would let me like freehand something on her with markers, like draw it out, sketch it, shade it, everything. So I couldn't erase it. Of course, it was Sharpies. I could just wipe it off with like soap and water. But it would just give me the idea like, okay, I got to think before I draw this idea. I got to draw it out on paper to see how it's going to fit. And she would let me literally just draw on her leg like, oh, can I draw on your arm tonight? Like (laughs) draw whatever I wanted to (laughs) and sketch it out for hours and she would be cool with
0: it. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. That's Man, that is huge. Yeah that i'm sure that yeah because if you otherwise you're trying to draw on yourself or, yeah. you know which is way more difficult i can only imagine right um or doing the oranges like you said but that was of course once you got the machine but that that's really cool that she was there helping you know yeah. with that and um i think that's maybe a bit unique as well right right to have because at that point you guys have just been dating for couple years or it sounds like yeah. it was fairly recent Yeah, like a sort of hair
1: that maybe a year at that point really like a okay year at that point
0: yeah. yeah man that's awesome yeah having a partner that's that uh what's the word i'm looking for yes i don't know, just behind you that much that you know that's supportive and mm-hmm. to that point is yeah would you say that's a big part of definitely why you still push through and got here
1: definitely I, I, I definitely yeah. think so because I don't I don't think that I would be at the same like space if I didn't like you know do that like or I'm gonna just draw with all pen or I'm gonna draw on her with sharpies. that's why like free designs now or you know like oh my stencil printers not not working I'm gonna just have to freehand this whole thing it's it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty simple because I would literally draw four or five designs on her throughout the night every day and she would be like okay you know cool she'll just be watching tv or doing her homework while (laughs) i'm drawing something on her so you know it it worked and then like you know we had the same classes at 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 that same time and i'll be taking notes on tattooing and not paying attention to what's going on class like, okay just you know take the notes for tattooing i'll give you the notes from class later just copy them later all right cool (laughs) so it worked out that's awesome
0: awesome. man i love that that's so cool um i mean that's personally the only reason i'm here working in finance and planning Mm -hmm. is because my wife like i she pushed me for my first job at a bank when we first moved up here to portland Mm -hmm. um i was you know i wasn't that kid that was trading stocks or whatever in high school or into it in college or anything Mm -hmm. i thought it'd suck to be honest Uh um and but yeah she pushed me she's like look you need a job we're moving somewhere new if you hate it you can quit but so yeah she reminds me constantly you know she's like (laughs) Remember you're you're here because I pushed you for that bank job. That's dope though. <laughs> it That's is. Dope. It's it's cool because I for the longest time I was like I'm not that shit is boring. I'm not doing it, and it just totally you know led me down this path to here. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool how ha- what having a partner like that can do, especially when like in that you know that case or your case, it's like they almost know you a little better than yourself sometimes, That's true. and w- where to to push you. Um,
1: I th- I don't think a lot of people can can say they like they have that experience of their partner you know pushing them to you know be a better version of themselves because a lot of people you know if they will say like oh, I going to start something new the partner would be like oh no you're not doing that. you know no no way so yep. It's 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 super rare to you know hear that
0: yeah for sure that's I agree my I mean even starting my business my wife was the same way it was had a quick falling out with my other firm and ended up not working there one day <laughs> and I was like, you know, fuck, I'm going to do, you know, just go out on my own. She's like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, no hesitation, just figure out what you gotta do. And that's dope. yeah, so it's pretty She's She was a little hesitant on the tattoo artist idea at first, just cause that one was a little more unique than just helping anyone with finance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's totally on board now. Yeah. That's dope. That's super dope. Um, all right. So, Got the shop. We've been open and running that for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. At what point did you connect with um, Tatted and Laura and all them over there? I think that was two thousand twenty one. Actually, two thousand twenty one, and it hasn't been that
1: long. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I think I think everybody's in the shop is is on the Tatted team except our newest artist. So, we're gonna try to get him on a team soon. But yeah, we connected. Actually, probably my brother my brother first. He was doing mm-hmm. really well with uh, Instagram Reels and like TikTok and stuff. Like he was blowing up. So I think they found right. the shop uh, through there. And then you know all our our pages are kind of connected because we mention each other and all are like on the same like shop page. So they just hit mm-hmm. up the whole shop and you know you know sent us an email and it went from there. But it was super dope. We did like a um, what do you do? We did like a little podcast with them as well. Um, about mm-hmm. tattoo artists with degrees. So me and him both yeah. have a, a studio art degree with a concentration in drawing and painting and printmaking.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah. How How do you think that's, if it has, affected your work? Like, is that, are you, are you able to pull some from that? I yeah. mean, considering you don't have the, like the apprentice mm-hmm. kind of background of, of knowledge, if you will, but having that, I don't want to say it substitutes for it, but it it does. It's, gives you some... The, the classes at Georgia State were
1: super, like, they were super hands-on. So, uh, you know, we were able to get, like, a lot of experience, like, with life drawing and advanced life drawing and intro to studio and, like, a whole bunch of, like, different classes that would help you, like, put compositions together, you know, um they don't, like, at State, they don't really care about if you can draw well. They care about, like, the process. So, you know, with tattooing, mm-hmm. the process is really big about from, you know, getting your client to finding out what they want, drawing that tattoo up, stenciling it, and then tattooing it. So, you know, going through those processes at State, it was kind of like second nature to us. It, it was like, you know, mm-hmm. just a different side of that coin, just doing the same thing. So... I would say it, it could it kind of is like a substitute because you know a lot of people don't have the background like that we have you know with drawing and painting and we were like drawing painting muralist uh doing printmaking so like you know lithographs and like etching and woodblock stuff like that so we have like a okay a lot of like mediums that we were working with like on the regular. Mm-hmm. so you know you just transfer like some of that stuff to skins skin, just another
0: medium then you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um that's kind of cool. That's definitely a different background coming into into tattooing. Yeah. Um, so but I can see how it applies in, in its own way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Paper paper um,
1: skin is different, but, you know, you can just take some yeah. of the, the processes and, you know, put them together and, you know, think about it
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now, you had, and you had the, was it the shirt or apparel company? Mm-hmm. You said before? Mm-hmm. Yep. and then that kind crazy. of drop that as you transition to tattooing mm-hmm. how did that um curious how that business knowledge right because operating that mm-hmm. transition to the shop i mean do you think that has helped you quite a bit as well just having experience doing even though it's you know different industry in a sense sure. but you know getting set up and managing things
1: yeah i definitely think so um you know, tattooing is, is way different from any other profession, you know what I mean? Because it's like you literally have to to touch somebody physically to, you know, make mm-hmm. your money. So it's definitely like a, a, a lot to think about. But I, I definitely think like already like running a business before kind of puts me in the mind state that I can't be like I can I can be super professional, super nice to people. But you can't let people take advantage of you at the same time. You know what I mean? Because in yeah. tattooing, when people see that, they see that you're weak, they'll definitely take advantage. So it's about like like having that balance of being like, you know, super nice to people, but still being stern enough to, you know, still run a business. Respect properly. your boundaries and that kind of thing. Right, exactly. So that was a, that was a, it wasn't a huge learning curve, but it was a small learning curve to kind of, to think about that. Because at my parents' house, you know, you wasn't having people like walk in the shop and, and stuff like that. Or rather, you have like an actual shop that's like open to the public. People can walk in, like when you're working, and do consultations. So it it was a little bit different transition, but you know I caught on pretty quick.
0: Yeah, interesting. So that brings me up to another good question. Just because you ta- you'd kind of mentioned marketing earlier as well. You'd talk to to some of the artists. How did you how did you s- start doing that? Getting clients, being that you weren't in in a shop. You weren't, you know, really connected with other artists mm-hmm. that maybe, you know, you'd be able to be introduced that way. Mm-hmm. Um, what? And I know it kind of was like word of mouth with the first mm-hmm. few, but how did you go from getting all those from from starting to getting those clients um, by working through your parents' place? Um. Actually, honestly, um,
1: like Instagram and and. And word of mouth, like I was still in college mm-hmm. at the time, so I was tattooing super, super cheap. And the work wasn't like horrible. Like it was good enough where people would be like, okay, this looks, it looks you know, good enough for me to to pay for. So, you know, the work mm-hmm. was cheap. I, you know, I, ha- I was on Instagram and people in college, they want to get tattooed anyway. They have like that refund right. money. Like, shoot, I got an extra $200, $300. I can spend that on this little tattoo, you know. So, Mm-hmm. Being in school, I would tell people, like, oh, you know, I tattoo, you know what I mean? When people would bring up tattoos, I'll show them my work and, you know, it would go from there. So just kind of like like talking to people on campus, tattooing people on campus, you know, posting it on Instagram, having those people post it. I would do like little deals, like, hey, if you uh, post my tattoo, I'll give you like 20% off next tattoo. So they're like, all right, cool. You know, I'll do that for you. And then I'll just get nice. more people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that. Helped quite a bit being in that college campus, you know, and connected with so many people right. that, like you said, have a few, you know, spare a few hundred bucks or whatever to to get some work done and right, yeah, spread like wildfire with yeah. with word of mouth, yeah, it did
1: um, especially around refund time. I used to love refund yeah. time. People my <laughs> phone would be blowing up.
0: So I bet, yeah. I bet, and then I'm assuming a lot of those people. See you now. They're coming back. They're kind of yeah. like it, it helped build mm-hmm. all of this, right? Yeah. And they see the work now compared, you know, and all that stuff. And yeah,
1: it's it's so funny seeing my old work that I did like way back then. It's not that long ago, but it's yeah. like the change is is it's so crazy because like wow, I'll do this tattoo so much different, so much different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they still they still yeah. come. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, man, so wh- I'm curious, what is it about tattooing that You enjoy so much. Like, what what really hooked you when you did that first one, and and kept you? Actually, look. When I once I did the
1: first one, I honestly hated it. I was like, man, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) Like, I was like, this is this is weird, man. This is this is weird. But honestly, like, what hooked me once I started doing a little bit more was the idea that I was able to like leave a permanent piece of artwork with somebody forever. You know what I mean? Regardless of the money, like, the money you know was great. You know, because I was you know making money and i could work whenever i wanted to but it was like Mm -hmm. being able to do whatever i wanted to do and of course i had to listen to my clients but at the same time i would tell them like no you should do it like this but i would Mm -hmm. be able to do something that's permanent and leave a piece of myself like with every single one of the last of my clients and that's like what was super dope to me because it wasn't like painting like you know once a Once a painting is like demolished or you sell it, it's kind of gone. But, you know, even if a person, you know, is deceased, that artwork is still going to be on their skin until the skin disintegrates. So I thought that was like super different to think about. I know it's kind of like, whoa, like, you know, somebody being deceased thinking about that. But that's how. Yeah, but
0: no, that's a cool way to look at it, though. Yeah. When you think about especially I'm sure from the artist's point of view, you know, your point of view. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, there's not. There's not a lot of things that you can do as a profession, right? That has that same lasting effect, right? right? I mean, unless you're like a shit, I don't know, plastic surgeon or, you know, surgeon really in any kind of way where you're working on someone's body, but that to do it in an artistic way is a bit different.
1: Yeah. I always used to hear the term like tattoos don't live with you. They they die with you. So that was something Mm -hmm. that kind of was like, when I first heard, I was like, Never thought about that because it's like you know, even if you're covering a tattoo up, it's like the tattoo under it is is still there, you know, you're Mm -hmm. not getting rid of it, you know.
0: Yeah, interesting. All right, man, that's cool. That's uh, yeah, I like that it, I don't know, has like a deeper, yeah, purpose too, you know, not just I tattoo because it's mean fun and I, you know, I enjoy it, but it pays the bills, but yeah, having that. Behind it. and it's interesting that you didn't like it at first but kept kept going because you could have easily just put it down that first time right yeah. and said you know screw this like i don't, this is weird i don't want to do it
1: yeah i don't know why so i don't do know why i kept like i honestly don't even remember why I, like i kept doing that there i because i remember saying i was like man this is i don't know if i can do this every day this is, <laughs> this is, it was weird it was like going from like the oranges to like a skin i was like this is weird I don't know mm-hmm. what like what made me like continue to do it, but I was like, all right, I'll just, I'll just do it one more time and see if I, you no, know, I really hate it, and then I was like, okay, I just did like five tattoos a day, like I, I guess it's not too bad.
0: Yeah, so might be that uh, that that partner that pushed you. Yeah, yeah you probably, <laughs> uh, just
1: you know, just try. You probably just, just probably try get again. Curve, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. Um. All right. Well, as we kind of get close to. To wrapping up, I have a series of five questions I've been liking to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get them pulled up here. All right. Just kind of first answer, what comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one here. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? mm-hmm
1: I always be a good person. I like that. Yeah. Simple
0: something. All simple. right. Yeah, easy. Not easy. Simple. Not easy. That's true. Um on the flip side of that, what's the worst piece of advice you've received?
1: Um, I remember when I was first starting, this guy told me like to run my machine like super, super high or something crazy like that. And I was just like, what the Something something crazy to go through it faster. I think that was probably like the worst advice I got. I was like, "Yeah,
0: I'm not doing that.
1: That's terrible."
0: Yeah. Um. All right. Number three. What's something you believe about tattooing that most people would disagree with you on? Mm,
1: uh, putting color into like darker skin is is pretty easy. I think a lot of people wouldn't like agree with me on that but it's a certain i think a lot of people are scared of that yeah i think it's a certain technique and knowing color theory and you know what colors match properly and leaving that open skin you know makes it Mm -hmm. makes it a little bit easier
0: okay that's a that's a good one um what's something you wished you'd learned earlier um
1: i really wish i would have learned like how to to the the marketing and scaling like your business properly. I wish I would have learned that like when I was still at my parents' house cuz I feel like I started taking on too many projects and overbooking and it becomes overwhelming and then your work declines. So I feel like
0: mm-hmm. I wish I
1: could have got somebody to tell me like how to do it properly before so you know going into opening a shop I wouldn't have been like super overwhelmed like you know with having 30 bookings for a month or you know something crazy rather than just having like 10 or 15
0: you know. Mhm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I see that all the time with artists. You know, through Instagram and all that yeah. stuff, They're just crazy booked and. Yeah. Obviously, that's gonna stress you out and having to deal with it and draw for all those and. Right. It only makes sense that. Yeah. Work might. It's falter at that point. Yeah. It's,
1: it's not as glamorous as people make it seem. Like you know, <laughs> you see artists that are booked up for like seven or eight months. It's like you know, it's, it's super mm-hmm. cool, but. I honestly, you know, until I had an artist tell me like, "Bro, just you know, just book for a month or like two weeks ahead," and it's like way easier because I can accept the stuff that I really want to do and the clients that I don't want to like do. I can just be like, "Okay, you know, I'm not the artist for you. I don't have to accept everything." It's mm-hmm. easier.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's one thing that I, I mean, I don't know that there's many other professions same way that do that where they book themselves so far out right i mean i I guess like medical or something maybe but you know dentists schedule out six months in advance but that's a bit different i mean just having to manage your personal life right you know because it's like shit man i don't i don't know what i'm gonna be doing in three months from now but to schedule all my days like that sounds super stressful
1: it, it is like you know if you like think about like if you you lost your ipad i remember my ipad got stole one one time and it's just like okay like i gotta go get another ipad like and then the apple store wasn't open that day for whatever reason so i couldn't work so i was like okay think about if i had to reschedule this whole week now the the following weeks are going to be having to reschedule because everything is out of order so it's just mm-hmm. super stressful
0: yeah, you don't give yourself any leeway there to kind of... Yeah, you can't
1: travel or you can't spend time like with your friends or family. And that's like more important. Yeah, just
0: like an improm- impromptu. Like, hey, you want to go dinner or go do this this weekend? It's like, no, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm booked out. For <laughs> exactly. It's like <laughs> four months. months. Uh, yeah, no, that's... I mean, I would definitely feel feel that today. Before we started recording, I told you my kids are randomly off <laughs> off school. I mean, that would just be tough to to navigate with that too. Right. Um That's crazy. That's interesting. But that's honestly, you're the first person that's really said to, to only book out in those shorter periods. But I, I can see how they definitely. Yeah, because make it seems counterintuitive. I think to some people, right? Yeah, it's like, but you know, you're gonna get booked up. Like people
1: want to see that they're booked up for six months because. It's a marketing tactic, people. You know, unless mm-hmm. you're available, the- A little bit of clout. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it's like I, I honestly don't really care about that. I want to be able to be like, okay. I don't want to. I don't feel like tattooing for two weeks. I want to go, you know, somewhere different every week. You know, that's kind of like mm-hmm. the, the life that I want to live. Like today, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't schedule anything. So I was like, okay, it's eleven thirty. Hey, I told my partners that like, you want to go to the uh, park. We literally went to the park and then you know grab something to eat. But if I was booked up for those, saw things, that. Saw so you guys. Yeah. Having fun
0: over there. <laughs> yeah. So
1: if I was booked about, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I'd be like, nah, I gotta go to, I gotta go to the shop and be there till like eight o'clock. And then you know, you come home right. you're tired. It's just you know, you get burnt out.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've talked to a number of people that definitely have burnt out or are very close to burning out. Yeah. It's not um, fun.
1: I burnt out early, and I was like, okay, let me let me stop and kind of see like what am I doing wrong. And that's when I was able to mm-hmm. you know connect with a lot of artists now I was thinking that you know these people were everybody was booking themselves up six to eight months but they're like man I'm only booking I open my books like I only book at the end of the week or I'll only I'll book a month ahead and then I'll close my books and then I'll book another month ahead and then close my books. so it's like I can see exactly what I'm doing I'm like okay like it sounds scary at first because you know you want to mm-hmm. accept those appointments that are you know saying like okay hey I'm coming from out of town I want to book for october you're like bro it's january i don't know what's going happen. <laughs> <laughs> right got yeah. no clue
0: where i'm gonna be right like, yes
1: yeah, <laughs> like nah like just just hit me up around like you know I'll, I'll let people that are flying in or driving in book a little bit uh, more in advance because you know they have to get they travel together but i won't mm-hmm. book like like january and then somebody let somebody book for like november it's just like it doesn't make sense
0: yeah no that that sounds terrible yeah, um, I could, <laughs> couldn't do it. Yeah. Could not do it. Uh, all right, last one on the list here. If you had to make one rule that all tattooers had to follow, what would it be? Mm.
1: Tell your client if it's a if it's a a bad idea. I feel like a lot of like tattooers were like just tattoo something because like it's gonna get. A lot of money. I'm like, uh, like, like. Sometimes I'm like, just like, tell your client, like, no, nah, I would do it like this instead. I feel like it's becoming more apparent that you know, tattooers will tell their client that the tattoo is really not a good idea, rather than just to tattoo something because oh, it's gonna get hella views on Instagram or they're gonna get a, a whole bunch of money from doing it. I feel like that somebody has to walk around with this piece, so you should definitely like mm-hmm. tell them if it's a bad piece.
0: Be willing to lose the client too if they. If they want to argue and still get the piece, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. just a bad idea, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like I'm like to each his own.
1: You know what I mean? People want certain mm-hmm. things, but I feel like a lot of people know when a client wants something and a tattooer doesn't really want to do it. They the money just sounds good, you know, and they'll mm-hmm. still do it. You know, because you know, hey, if you're gonna get your money, get your money. I don't, you know, do your thing. But if it's like something like super just outlandish and you know it's like not gonna either not gonna heal well or just not going to be like look well like as time goes on it's just like you should tell that person i definitely tell mm-hmm. people on the regular. like no nah, i wouldn't get that or i just won't even tattoo it.
0: I like, I like that blake thanks so much man for joining me today i really appreciate it um before we sign off is there anything you want to leave the listeners with
1: uh, just follow the shop page. Uh, Cabin Ink Studios. We're still a growing shop, so you know we'd love to, you know, grab some new followers, see some new faces. You know, we we got some super dope artists. So you know, give us a follow on Instagram, Cabin Ink Studios.
0: Awesome, thanks, man. Uh, thank you.